Okay, and also I want to bring up there's a certain commercial weed killer that's on the market right now that contains the same ingredients as Agent Orange, and you probably read about the lawsuit, but because of that, if you're exposed to that weed killer, you may want to come in and learn more about Agent Orange. Roundup. I didn't want to put the commercial in for him, though. Oh, well. That's <laughs> okay. I mean, it's all over the news, so we're not saying anything new, but Agent Orange is a serious, serious issue that you need to address. If you don't have it, that doesn't mean you... You may have passed it on to your children, and if there's problems in the family, pay attention to that. But, well, I was just going to clarify, too, that the the lawsuit that's going on with that weed killer um that's for everybody not it's just not veterans and so uh uh it isn't it doesn't have anything to do with the va and filing claims there so uh but this blue water uh, navy vet uh, issue is is huge and one of the things i do want to point out is that you know we've had a lot of vietnam veterans pass away and so you can imagine if they were service connected because they were in land uh, in Vietnam, uh, their spouse is getting uh, disability or getting benefits through the VA if they died of that service-connected disability. So at the same time, you've had Navy wa- uh, Blue Water Navy vets uh, who have also passed away, and if they passed away with one of those presumptive conditions, widows get into a veteran service officer because you may be entitled to benefits as well. If they died of a service-connected disability, then there's benefits. Just because they weren't service-connected before they passed away doesn't mean those benefits aren't available because they passed away of a presumptive condition, then the widows uh, are certainly entitled to benefits as well. So many think that once they have passed, if they did not have the benefits prior to that, they're just out. And that is not true. Yeah. What you've just said, get in and talk to a veteran service officer. Come in and talk to one of our advocates at Veterans Transition Resource Center. Normally, our advocates are here Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. You can call and, and get their number and call directly through and talk with them, 702-954-6300. And we are broadcasting live today. If you have questions for Fred or one of our panel, Please give us a call locally, 702-257-5396, or out of the local area, toll-free. 800-414-1056. And I don't want to stump you, Fred, but I do have a question. Say a widow is receiving a widow's pension, and the husband was died of something Blue Water Navy, and she's now eligible for dependent indemnity compensation. How does that work? Get in to see a veteran service officer and file that claim. That's as easy as it gets because if they're already receiving widow's pension, they're in the system, and now they have this new claim and they can be eligible for new benefits. So the pension, of course, is is income-based, and the DIC is not, and so they don't have to prove their income every year or anything. They would just get the DIC, which is normally... Uh, uh, quite a bit more than what the widow's pension would be. Okay. You know, Fred, we were talking prior to going on the air also about uh, when we file claims, there are certain things that are not presumptive of Agent Orange. It could be uh, uh, bladder cancer. It could be something that's not on that presumptive list. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't file. 
You're correct. I, I will I, I will tell you that I'm I'm working with my veteran service officers to try to teach them, to re-educate them, to say, just because it's not service-connected now, just because it's not a presumptive condition now, doesn't mean it won't be in the future. The other thing is, for instance, let's say bladder cancer. Bladder cancer may have metastasized from prostate cancer or some other cancer, whatever it is. The whole picture has to be looked at. Now, I'm not saying you file for every darn thing, but the fact is if you think it's related, file the claim. It doesn't hurt. And yes, I know it does do a little backlog for the VA because it's more claims. But if there's a serious consideration, we want to make sure we get that in. And once again, we are on live. If you have questions for Fred, Bob Zentz, or any of us, please give us a call locally, 702 257 5396 out of the local area, toll free. 800 414 1056. And I just want to throw a word out about our sponsors because one of them has an event coming up July 27th, and that would be our Get Your Flag on Golf Tournament at Rum Runner Boulder. And that's Jim and Susie Hill. They always do great things for us, as do the rest of the people that sponsor us, including it just makes sense to get Zents. Give us your phone <laughs> number, Bob. Seven oh, you say Rum Runner, Rum Runner Boulder a golf tournament. What's the date on that again? July 27th. Uh, we'll be doing a live think, show there. People might think it's too hot to be playing golf, so you better explain that, RJ. Well, it's an indoor golf tournament uh-huh. inside the bar. Inside, so we're putting inside under the bar stools. I mean, it's a lot of fun. Now, I know probably Bob Zentz and Judge Stevens will be out playing golf somewhere else. Anything's possible. Anything's possible. One of these days, we're going to get you guys down to our golf tournament, Bob. But then more people would know that I can't putt. <laughs> well, I, uh, well, we the cat's out of the, the bag now, so, I mean, uh, you may as well come down and, uh, and compete. Do you golf at midnight so it's cool enough to golf? Is that the deal? A lot of water. <laughs> a lot of water. <laughs> That's when I get my hole-in-ones is at night. So. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, get down to Rum Runner Boulder. That is a blast. We This will be, what, a fourth year doing that? Fourth year or fifth year? Uh, it really is a lot of fun. You've got to come down, Fred. I, I do need to come down because it's inside, and that's my kind of weather. Do you, do you putt okay? I do okay, bud. That's right. that's well. probably the only part of the game I do okay on. And if people are sitting, don't worry about people. If you're putting on their bar stool, we'll put seat belts on the bar stool so nobody falls on the course. I mean, we we keep it <laughs> we keep it in good shape. And believe it or not, they even have a loop de loop. They do. Really, it's a lot of fun. It really is. Anyway, so, if you want to talk to Bob Zunch, you can give him a call at seven zero two. Eight zero zero three one nine zero. He is one of a couple different attorneys we work with, especially on the veteran appeals. The other is Travis Berrick and Chris Souser with Gellion, Welker, and Beckstrom. And you can get a hold of them at 702-892-3500. What can I say? We've got Chef JB Sauce sitting in front of us. Mm. And we have some uh, sauces and uh, rubs here at the center that we are actually... Uh, giving away because Chef JB said he's switching to not a new recipe, but he's switched from glass bottles to plastic bottles. So we've got some of the glass bottles left over. Or you can go to chefjb.com and order some of that. I have tried that myself. It is, we have to give you some when you leave, Fred. Well, that is good stuff. RJ said earlier that Chef JB says the uh, 
tri-tip seasoning works really good on scrambled eggs. So I'm going go. to take a bottle home, there and I'm go. going to find out. There you go. Well, uh, good stuff. I use it all the time. Uh, we go up to the mountain for the weekends. We cook out a lot. Great stuff. Mm -hmm. I can't say. If they wanted to order that, where do they order that? Easy, uh, as, easy as pie. ChefJB.com. Okay. And you want to talk a little bit about Silver State Refrigeration, HVAC, Silver and Silver State plumbing? Refrigeration. Now, let me say this. We do not have a sponsor on here that we have not tried ourselves. I just had a brand-new air conditioning unit put in by Silver State. Uh, anybody can go put them in, but how do they service them? Well, right from the get-go, I had some little problems. Things went sideways. It's a mechanical thing. They jumped on it. They took care of it. So now, not only do we promote them, and they are veteran-friendly, they do service you. They are one of the best. I can't say enough good about them. Also, when they go out to do a service call, they will donate 3% of that bill, and they don't add it onto your bill, to a Home for Spot or Veterans Transition Resource Center. You may see the ads on T. It's called Pets or Vets. And we get 3% of that total bill donated every month to us. So it really helps us. And I have to tell you, they are the best. I personally can vouch for them because I have used them. Fantastic. Again, Silver State Refrigeration, HVAC and Plumbing, 702-623-8365. 702-623-8365. And, of course, you used another one of our sponsors, too, called Nevada Boat and RV. And veteran-owned business, I believe. Yes. Scott, great, great group also. Uh, they have worked on my RV. In fact, we, we bought an RV. We'll be taking on the road. We'll be taking our one hero at a time on the road. So uh, they have, they do a fantastic job working on not only on the boats, on the RVs. You can contact Scott at 702-427-9923. Again, 702-427-9923. Full service on boats and RVs. In fact, he put my solar panels on. Really a talented group over there. So uh, give them a call if you need any uh, work on your boat or your RV. Okay. And one last plug. Nevada Office of Suicide Prevention, 702-486-8225. The reason I'm giving you the number is because we have a safe talk coming up Monday at the VTRC at 1230 till 4. And we do have a couple seats left. We've got 8 to 10 people in there. We can hold 15 in our classroom, you need to get a seat, though, so you can call them Monday morning, 702-486-8225. Now, back to Fred. Oh, there you go. All right. I, I appreciate it. Uh, lots of good information there. And, and uh, uh, I will tell you, you know, you just mentioned Safe Talk, and our veteran service officers are mandated through uh, uh, my office to take Safe Talk uh, if they're going to be a VSO for the state. So... Uh, that's absolutely an important program. And speaking of VSOs, veteran service officers, uh, NDVS had a busy month last month. We had 459 actions taken on behalf of veterans. Wow. And so uh, they're busy, and we appreciate it. And we get, uh, you know, the number one referral is from the VA Medical Center. They send folks down to us because we take walk-ins. And do you take walk-ins here yes. at VATRC? Yes, so we're the only two that I know of that are doing walk-ins on a regular basis, offices. And so uh, 
Uh, we do take walk-ins. There's still a rumor out there that we only do uh, appointments. That's wrong. We take walk-ins as well. In fact, the more we have, the better I feel. So uh, we're out there to help veterans. And if you can't come into the office, if you're in a rural area and you're out there listening to this today, uh, please know that we have a video system uh, that a veteran service officer can contact you by video on your computer. If you have a microphone and a camera, uh, you can talk to one. We are already doing the program with a Nevada veteran advocate up in Caliente. Uh, she works very hard for veterans, so hard that the, uh, I think it's Panaca or Pioch that gave her an office to use one day a week to help with claims. And so uh, we are using her, and this is a HIPAA-compliant video system. So we stole the idea from the VHA. They do their teleconference or their telemedicine, and so we're, uh, uh, we're very happy that we're able to offer that now. I did want to tell you about an event that I'm doing this afternoon. We have... Uh, program that I've mentioned before, Veteran in Care. That's where we go out to nursing homes and assisted living facilities and recognize the veterans who are in those facilities. And uh, we do the full thing. We have an honor guard. Today it's post uh, 76 American Legion that's doing the honor guard. We do a little formal presentation first to, to open it up and do the national anthem and all that. Uh, and then we recognized every veteran that's in that uh, facility. Today we have 22 veterans that we're going to recognize. Each one uh, is recognized separately, and they receive a certificate from the governor uh, recognizing them for the service, and then they get a Nevada Heroes pin uh, that we put pin on them at the time. And the great thing about today's is we have a young lady who's being recognized. Uh, her name is, well, they call her Gunny, uh, Virginia Wells. It's her 100th birthday today. And so we're very, very pleased to be doing that. And, uh, Is that out of Boulder City? No, that's actually up by uh, Summerlin, okay. uh, up in that area. So it's at the uh, um, Atria Senior Living up there. So okay. we've been there before, but it was about three, four years ago. And so, you know, veterans pass and we get new ones. So time to step back in there and, and recognize them. Uh, I did want to mention our homes are doing great. Our Northern Nevada Veterans Home, very pleased we have folks moving in. We have our first residents in there. The first ones we moved in were seven. Uh, and then you, you have to do it in stages. The VA has to check along the way. And so they moved the seven in, and we just had our uh, VA survey, which is them coming in and inspecting everything. And we had zero deficiencies. Zero. It's unheard of. And so very, very proud of the folks that are up there. I do want to mention we still have the Veterans Information System that we're gearing up, and that's the one where we're going to have all the veterans in Nevada in a database. And at some point in the future, you'll be able to go to DMV, and instead of showing your DD-214, DD you'll be able to go in and say, hey, I'm a veteran. They can look you up and say, yep, Joe Blow was in the United States Army from this time to this time and received an honorable discharge and help you out. You do want that stamp on your driver's license that you're a veteran. Yeah. In fact, I just renewed mine yesterday. We, you know, we have Kevin Malone, as you know, on the show once in a while uh, from DNV, and and they uh, really push to get you to do what's called the real ID, that allows you when you're traveling to board an airplane, but that you really have to take in some information to verify that. So I got the real ID yesterday, and. Uh, you have to have birth certificate and all kinds of ID to do that. But yeah. by October 
I believe it's October of 2020. Everybody has to have it. Mine's due in May of 2020. And uh, so I'll be going back in, and of course they've already let me know. Here's what you got to bring, right. and so I'll be I'll be doing that as well. And and uh, you're right. I mean, get that veteran's ID and yeah, the veteran on your uh, driver's license, so that everybody knows when you hand it to them. And if you're listening from other other places than Nevada, I just want to remind everyone that every state is required to have a veteran's office of some sort. It might be called. Nevada Office of Veteran Services, Nevada Department of Veteran Services, uh, could be called a many number of things. Uh, many of them still use, uh, in fact, I think Arizona is the Arizona Department of Veterans Affairs. We got away from that because we kept, everybody kept thinking we we're part of the Veterans Affairs, and we're not. We're state, and it's totally different thing. Do we partner? Yes. Do we work with each other? Absolutely. And we do claims to the VA, but we are not the federal government. So we, we like to point that out and say, you know, there's many state benefits as well. So well, our Nevada Department of Veterans Services, I, I'm, I'm proud to say, I, I believe they lead the charge in this country in several areas. They're really aggressive. They get out and get it done. You know, like you have done for the last three or four days, you've been all over the state at different meetings. They really do an outreach. They don't sit and wait for somebody to beat their door down. They go out and get after it. This is the first week since I've started that I've been in Elko and Laughlin in the same week. So it's been busy. But that's good. That means we're out there beating the bushes and, and helping out. And, uh, you know, you got to thank Kat Miller, the director of Nevada Department of Veterans Services, for the work she does. And she pushes us really hard. And uh, that's a good thing. I mean, we're, I'm well, not Kat, upset. Kat that. is not a typical bureaucrat sitting in an ivory tower. She is uh, very definitely service-connected. Yeah, she's she is out there and... Nobody works harder in the agency than she does. So when I say I've been busy, she's been busier. <laughs> but she's also spent time in the military. Yeah, I mean, thirty-four years as an MP, and so she was. I mean, she's been in charge of Leavenworth. So uh, I, you don't mess with her. <laughs> well, I, I uh, have met Cat several times. I like uh, her attitude, what she does, and she knows it's. Again, there's so many instances over the years that we've been doing this show as well as the foundation, and we run into people that are sitting in, in a position that have never really served in the military. Well, she has, yeah. and she knows from the top down how it works. Yeah. I, I did want to go back to the veteran service officers. Um, we talk a lot about ours, but the fact is there's a lot of veteran service officers right. out there. There's, you know, whether it's it's uh, Purple Heart or VFW or uh, VVA, veterans, uh, Vietnam Veterans of America, whoever it is, they're, they're service officers out there. And I just want to let all the service officers out there know that we're going to have some free training coming up. Uh, it's, it's not just a little bit of training. It's not something that state's doing ourselves. We're actually bringing in uh, instructors from Washington, D.C., uh, they work for it's NVLSP, and I don't remember what all that stands for. It's the National Veteran legal something something anyway. <laughs> but the fact is they're very very good and we use them on a regular basis for our vsos but we part of our part of the statute is that we coordinate with all the veteran service organizations within the state so we're trying to get the word out to all the organizations if you have a chapter or post service officer this is free it's going to be at Sunset Station on September 7th and 8th. 
uh, Saturday and Sunday, so they have to be committed to doing that. But it's going to be about, uh, well, I think it runs from 8 to 4 the first day and 8 to 5 the second or something like that. But it's it's going to be huge. And this, this, this isn't something to take lightly. We want these service officers out there. We want them to go to this training because the more the service officers know, know the more they can help the veterans. And so uh, 7th and 8th of September, uh, if you have any questions on that, please contact my office, uh, 702 Four eight six three eight three zero, and I'll give that number out again uh, later as well. But um, we do want the service officers to attend that, and uh, you're certainly invited as well. I'd love to have you, and and uh, uh, Mr. Zentz, you do so much for our veterans community. We appreciate having you there. Well, I can't learn enough, so that's always a good thing. Is this what you're talking about, Fred? NVLSP, National Veterans Legal Services Program. Thank you. God, thank God for cell phones. <laughs> <laughs> that's for sure. And I left mine in the other office. So, uh, but it's great, and uh, and and we we just we have to do as much as we can to get out to our veterans. So please, again, if you're listening, I don't care if you're Mesquite, Laughlin, uh, Pahrump. Wherever you are, if you're a chapter or post-service officer, we really want you there. We've already got commitments from the National Service Officers. Uh, DAV is going to send uh, some service officers to this. Uh, VFW is sending theirs. Uh, so we want we want everybody there. And it looks like Paralyzed Veterans of America is coming as well. Uh, so we want those folks there. They're accredited with the VA to take claims. But if you're a vote post or uh, chapter VSO, you're helping those national service offices. You're submitting claims to them, so come learn as much as you can. Fred, with the Mission Act coming on, are there programs or ways people can can find out more about that or, or educate themselves on it? The, I think it's a little confusing at this point. You have the choice out there, you have the Mission Act well, coming on, and people are a little confused. Well, the clarification on that is choice is gone. It's no longer no longer there. It's now all the Mission Act. And the VA has brochures you can pick up out at the VA Medical Center regarding this. Uh, it can be complicated. The nice thing is on that brochure, if you pick that up, there is a number, and I wish I had the brochure with me, but I don't. Uh, there is a number on there where you can actually call locally and you can ask the question. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, you know, again, the choice is gone, although there's still some remnants of that left there's still some yeah. some work being done but uh they they've changed the the mileage requirement they've changed um the the amount of time so now it's both i guess miles and time so if it's over an hour to where you got to go uh you can look at getting choice uh they use <laughs> choice uh you, you can use the new system and and uh the problem has come up now and i've been in elko and in laughlin as i stated and elko has absolutely no providers that will currently take uh the new new system and well they didn't take choice either and so those folks still have to travel to the va medical center in salt lake city or reno and uh you know, there is the van program that can take them, but that's a long drive to get an appointment. Right. And so uh, Laughlin is the same way. Uh, they're, they're hurting right now. And, and you know, and I, I understand the VA's portion of this because they're trying to get care out to these rural communities. Uh, we, you know, it's hard to get a doctor 
to start working for the VA and live in Prump or Laughlin. Um, you know, they're, they're, the VA doesn't pay a whole lot of money for doctors. They wish they could, and they do offer some incentives. Uh, some of their college can be paid back, if not all, and, and that kind of thing. But it's, it's been difficult for them. The answer to some of that is telemedicine, I believe. Uh, I know going back some years, our shrine has used telemedicine here with our L.A. hospital. I know the uh, the VA is one of the, the biggest users of telemedicine. So Yeah, and they are using that. Uh, for instance, in Laughlin, they have a doctor that comes in four days a month, one day a week, right. and then the rest of the time they have a nurse there, and, and the doctor would go ahead and, and uh, uh, video with them, and, and, of course, then the nurse can take blood pressure and look in their ears or whatever to make sure uh, they can get taken care of. Not all vets like that, but that's kind of the wave of the future, and and we're sure. uh, doing more. They're doing more and more of it. So, uh, I think it's important that uh, um, the veterans work with that and and uh, and try to get the best care they can with the telemedicine. So, uh, one of the things uh, this year in the legislature was that we were mandated to reach out to every doctor. In the state, all medical facilities were notified of the, uh, the, 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 especially on presumptive conditions. Uh, let them know, hey, if you've got a veteran who has prostate cancer, and uh, you, you should probably ask him, have you gone to the VA and filed a claim for this? So uh, we're going to be getting that word out. There are some websites that we can refer to all the medical facilities, and they've agreed to pass that information down. So um, that'll help as well. If you're a veteran and you're not getting treatment at the VA and you're getting treatment outside, hopefully those doctors will pick up on it and, and get you to the VA to file a claim. Well, one of our advocates, Barbara Rogic, worked on that, helped get that She was done. the big reason yes, for that was. bill to go yes, through. She, she really was. She yes. got a sponsor for that and worked very hard on it. I know she was very excited when it passed and, and was signed by the governor. She really is uh, very passionate about working with our veterans and their families. She does a lot of good things here. Uh, I'm proud to work with Barbara. Uh, I, I just think she did a terrific job on that. Yeah, she did. And, you know, as Barbara, who uh, came to my office uh, this when last year or the year before, and her husband had just passed away. He died of a service-connected disability, and she didn't know anything about it. He didn't know anything about it. But she learned that and came to me and said, why isn't there information in the uh, administration building at our cemetery to let people know about these conditions and what they can file for? I mean, it sounds pretty simple, and but we hadn't thought about it. You know, right. well, they already passed, so we really hadn't thought about it. But yeah, the, the spouse is there, so... Because of her, we now have that information uh, posted and, and flyers to hand out to our uh, surviving spouses. Well, there's a perfect example of a non-veteran that I think is a fantastic advocate. You don't have to be a veteran to work with us as a volunteer, to be an advocate, to even be a VSO. Uh, here is a lady that went through it firsthand with her husband has the passion for it, and I think that uh, great things will come from Barbara. Yeah, she's become one of our Nevada Veteran Advocate, and if you don't know what that is out there, Nevada Veteran Advocacy Program, we have uh, over 450 
volunteers within the state that have taken that course. And it's, again, like you said, it doesn't have to be a veteran. It can be anybody, and Barbara's one of them. And you come in and you take the course. We are actually having that course in November here, uh, again, at the Sunset Casino down here in Henderson. And uh, usually we teach 11 to 12 modules of the course. There's 20 modules. This year, uh, we're going to see, we're not sure we can do it yet, but we're trying to set up the mechanics to do all 20 modules mm. at that weekend. Now, it's going to take a little longer, and we may have to provide a lunch and working lunch and keep on working all day long, 8 to 5, but uh, people have indicated they'd like to get all 20 modules at the same time, and I understand that because it is a pain to go through 12 modules and then go home and take the other 8 online, so uh, we hope to do that as well. Uh, uh, great program, and, and as you said, it's it's very important that anybody who's interested in veterans' issues learn as much as they can to help veterans out. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, I would like to talk a little bit about the legislature today. It's over, and uh, uh, we did again uh, pretty good this year. A lot of uh, new bills signed. Oh, absolutely. We had about 20 bills that passed mm. uh, directly or indirectly affecting uh, uh, our veterans in Nevada. And so, uh, you know, it's nice to see that the legislature and the governor uh, are still interested in supporting veterans, even with the change of uh, leadership and all that. Uh, we've got a lot of new legislators uh, in there, and uh, they did really good for you. And so uh, we had fewer that were signed uh, this year, but that was because there were fewer submitted because we've had four years of really pretty successful years. And so what we're looking for now is any ideas for the next one. And I mentioned I was in Laughlin yesterday, and, and I mentioned we now have a full-time, as of October 1st, we'll have a full-time VSO in Pahrump. <coughs> Excuse me. And so they're, uh, they're asking when they're going to get their full-time one. So I said, you better show up at the legislative symposium in the spring and, and let it be known that you want one down there. Well, your input really does count. It does. You do need ideas. You are looking, you're soliciting uh, those ideas. And as is evidenced by the legislation, 20-some bills that have been signed, uh, there are some outstanding uh, bills there. Yeah. I, we submitted five uh, altogether. Three of those, uh, were, well, they were all pretty much budget bills and house cleaning bills and that kind of thing. And so uh, we had one that uh, requires us to... Uh, provide training for county veteran service officers. And uh, we have very few of those. In fact, the only county veteran service officers out there right now are in Washoe County. They got a grant. Uh, they've been going quite a few years now, but they, they work off of a federal grant. And uh, there's two of them, and we provide training for them. They actually uh, submit their claims through Nevada Department of Veteran Services. Uh, they, there used to be other veteran service officers out there, but, you know, these counties, they're kind of shortchanged on money. They, they have a hard time coming up with the funds to uh, provide service officers. And, and one of the examples of that, of course, is Pahrump. They used to have a county veteran service officer. And uh, when that position went away, we did an agreement with them and uh, have an understanding with them that we'll provide that. We had it three days a week, and now that's moving to five days a week as of October 1st. The other uh, full-time VSO position we're going to have is in Fallon. 
We actually had a contract VSO, in other words, uh, not a state employee, but somebody working a few hours, and he was working 16 hours a week, two days a week. Or Yeah, 16 hours a week, two days a week, Monday and Friday. And uh, that position now on October 1st is going to be full-time as well. Uh, we got Naval Air Station out there. we got guys getting out of the service all the time, and, and uh, we weren't doing the justice that we needed to do. We're, uh, a lot of times they had to drive to Reno to get their help. So very excited about that. And so uh, we're um, moving forward. We had the, uh, uh, some, some reporting requirements that had to be clarified, and that got done. Uh, we have the uh, certain qualifications that needed to be tweaked for our Deputy Director of Health and Wellness. Um, we have the responsibility to support veterans who are LGBTQ. Uh, another bill went through on that this year. Uh, and also, we have a Veterans Service Commission, and it mandated that it be in Reno or Las Vegas. Well, I mentioned that we were just in Elko. Uh, when we go to Elko, that's for the Veterans Service Commission meeting because we want to spread that around so different veterans can attend the Veterans Service Commission meeting. Veterans Service Commission is appointed by the governor, and they, uh, they work with NDVS, Nevada Department of Veterans Services, to help provide any guidance or any comments they have that we can maybe change things or do better or just we report to them and let them know what we're doing. So it's uh, it's one of those things where just kind of house cleaning, you know, so now we don't have to be Las Vegas and Reno. We can go to other places as well. We had a couple other bills that were in, uh, housekeeping bills, and they went through the uh, passed out of assembly and the Senate, but uh, during the floor vote, uh, they were referred to the Committee on uh, Ways and Means, and uh, they didn't get out of that committee in time to be signed. So, uh, you know, you always have those bills, too. We had um, one bill that uh, is AB 174, which established the Interagency Committee on Homelessness to Housing. What we're looking for there is we're hoping that we'll get a uh, seat on that committee. Uh, didn't specify who would be on that committee. It just said they're going to establish this. So we're we're hoping that uh, we'll get a, a spot on that because, as you know, the homeless vets get HUD, HUD bash vouchers, and we help facilitate that at times. And so we, we definitely want to have a part in the homelessness program. Uh, we do have a homelessness coordinator, Kim Donahue. She's also the suicide coordinator. I think you've met her down here. She's a very energetic person yes. and uh, works extremely hard. Uh, and She's been in Washington, D.C. They're setting up the Mayor's Challenge in Reno or in the Truckee Meadows area, uh, just like the one in Las Vegas. And so uh, Las, uh, Nevada used to be number one in suicides. That's not something to be proud of. Uh, we have dropped to seventh, uh, which is a good thing, but we're a long way from being successful in that arena. And we aggressively go after that. Again, we, we teach the Safe Talk classes, the three-and-a-half-hour class once a month here. RJ just got done teaching the assist uh, class. That's done twice a year. We work with Rick Egan down here with suicide prevention, and we do encourage people to at least take that safe talk or three and a half hours of your life to be aware and over 90 percent of the time when you use that training it will be with a friend or a family member yeah 
So believe me, it's well worth taking that three and a half hours and getting involved. And if they wanted to call and sign up for that class, uh, we have one Monday, in fact. How do they do that, RJ? Call 702-486-8225. We still have a few seats left for Monday. If not, the following month, it'll be on the third Monday. Can you do me a favor, RJ, and email me that? Because I know I'll forget before I leave this room. <laughs> so if you would email me, I want to make sure that uh, one of the requirements I have for my veteran service officers is that they take Safe Talk. And more than likely, I'm going to start having them take Assist as well. And so if you can provide me that information, I will definitely uh, make sure that they follow up on that and get that done. Well, as far as I'm concerned, every human resources group that that has veterans working for them should at least go through Safe Talk. They should know that. It's a worldwide course. The state of Nevada does a fantastic job, and we really encourage people. Again, it's free. Once a month, it's continue. it counts for continuing hours. There can be a small fee if they have to process uh, for the continuing hours. But if you're involved with the veterans groups and that, it's free. And it's well worth that three and a half hours to go through that and know those signs. Well, I can tell you myself uh, personally, I'd always said I've been pretty fortunate. I've never had anybody in my family uh, commit suicide. And then last year it happened and a cousin committed suicide. And I'd just seen her a month before. And I mean, I had no clue. And that just scares me that I didn't even catch any hint that that's possible and that and that happens but i boy i wish i'd i'd known a little more about it so uh i required of my vsos what i need to do is require to myself and get to that safe doc training it's a great program one of the other things and i mentioned earlier was uh, ab 300 was passed and signed by the governor and that requires ndbs to provide education and outreach to state medical providers so we're not talking about uh, VA or anything like that. This is all medical providers within the state. VA does have some uh, information on that on a website, and we're going to get that out to every every provider. Uh, one of the big ones for students, uh, veteran students, uh, AB 427 is waiving all NCHI fees for those who receive the Purple Heart. Mm. No fees. I mean, that's Fantastic. pretty cool. That's great. So very proud of that one. Uh, SB 201 was regarding Military Lending Act. It's the uh, uh, those folks who charge a lot of money for lending you a little bit. The, mm. Yeah, uh, amazing. To me, this still sounds high, but they limited it to thirty six percent. Now, to me, that's you know. But I guess there were many, many lenders who were charging a lot more than that. So uh, it's certainly a start. Uh, so it's either 36% or the maximum rate provided in the Federal Military Lending Act. But uh, 36% for these kids that are in the military and, and borrowing money so they can buy whatever, I guess, and, and pay whatever. Uh, one of the things we have to do is uh, account each year now for the money we have. There is a... Uh, a, a gift account that people can donate to for people who have suffered military sexual trauma. That was started last legislative session, uh, but there was no definition of how this thing's going to work when if we get money in. And so they did uh, go ahead and pass some legislation showing how that was going to work. And there's a criminal, not sure what it's called, maybe Bob, you know, but it's some kind of fund 
the victim's fund. Yeah. And so now this would go through that uh, somehow. And I don't understand how that works. I have not been in that arena. Well, that's a good thing. (laughs) (laughs) Now, if someone's a victim of crime, they can make an application to the victim of crime office and hopefully get compensated for uh, their injuries or their losses. Um, Another one that passed, uh, you know, I call... I, I haven't been here that long, so I call the, the highway on the east side 575, but everybody else calls it 90, 90, what, 91 and 93. or 93. Yeah. And so I, I call it 575. And the one south of the 225, I call Highway 11 because that's what it is now. It's Interstate 11. And uh, so when I say Interstate 11, a lot of people are going to, where is that? Was, we got it right here. It's it's going through Nevada. So anyway, the Interstate 11 that's here between uh, both, uh, between 225 and the Arizona line is now Interstate 11. And uh, SB 331 uh, named that as the Purple Heart Highway. And so that is now officially doing that. And Department of uh, uh, Transportation has agreed to put up signs. They said they had the funds for it, so they didn't have to allocate any additional funds, and so they're going to be doing that. Uh, coming up on July 28th, I think it's actually going to be observed on July 27th, is the new Buffalo Soldiers Day in Nevada. That's every year on July 28th. That was SB 336 that passed. Um, Another one is we keep talking about suicide prevention, but 483 expanded uh, Department of Health and Human Services suicide prevention training audience to include family members of veterans and uh, members of the military and other persons at risk of suicide. So I know we keep talking about suicide, but it is a big deal, especially among veterans and military. Well, the children of the military families, the suicide rate is off the scale. And that's something people, it's not a pleasant subject, but we have to address it and we have to educate ourselves. We can do something about it. You said we were number one and now we're number seven. So we have worked on it and we should continue to work on we it. We should just work, keep working as hard as we've been working. Don't let up. That's right. Um, one of the other things is I, I mentioned our budgets and our VSOs, and I've already talked about the two VSO positions, but we had a women veterans coordinator. It was an administrative three position, which doesn't pay very well, so we kept going through a lot of these coordinators. Uh, that position has now been made a veteran service officer. So when our women veteran coordinator is out working at whatever events, and we're going to have a big women veterans conference that I'm planning for March. When they're out there, when that person's out there, they can go ahead and instead of referring somebody to a veteran service officer, actually do the veteran service officer work right there as they go. One of the big things we got this year is we never had anybody applying for grants. We're leaving money on the table. And so they uh, gave us a management analyst for that position, and we're going to be able to to uh, apply for more grants, bring more federal money sure. into this state. And we need as much as we can uh, to help our veterans. Uh, we had some other positions down at the home uh, where nurses were getting more and more into paperwork instead of doing their work. And so we did get uh, uh, administrative assistant uh, position down there as well to help out with the uh, paperwork. And we got a, actually a couple of them down there. So uh, that'll help out a lot. But the big thing now is we start thinking about the next legislative session. 
<laughs> that never stops. But if you have any kind of issue that you feel should be addressed by our legislature, the nice thing is we've got a legislature where you can actually walk up to them and start talking to them. So uh, very friendly to veterans, and we want to keep it that way. And so if you have any kind of idea at all, let us know. And then in the spring we'll have our symposium, and and we rate them and do all that good stuff, and we'll get into that when we get closer to that uh, that time frame. Well, we're running down on time here, and, and once again, uh, Bob, we didn't give you much of a chance to talk about appeals or what's going on, but uh, Bob Zentz, uh, is it appeal approved to do veterans' appeals, as is Travis Barrick. If you wanted to contact Bob, you can contact him at 702-800-3190. Or Travis Barrick, 702-892-3500. As far as I'm, I'm concerned, two of the best in town. Uh, Bob, I do have a question for you. Have you seen any uh, speeding up of appeals uh, with the new Appeals Act, or is it is it about the same? What's, are people choosing the new one? Well, you're obligated at this point to make an election as to which way you want to go, but no, I haven't seen a change, and that may just be because it's too new. Right. Um, I haven't noticed any difference. Sheila Jackson, who used to be the director of the VBA, worked on that. And she's now in uh, Florida heading up the Appeals Management Center in, oh. in St. Petersburg, Florida. She did a lot of work on it. A great gal. She, she really had a lot of good ideas. So hoping that that turns around. I mean, we took the claims process from a year and a half, two years, down to about uh, 90 days plus, and, and hopefully we can do the same thing with appeals. And with that, we're out of time. We're down to the last minute. Again, if you want to contact uh, one of our advocates to file claim 702-954-6300. And you can punch through the buttons and get through to our advocates. If you want to contact Bob Zins or Travis Barrick, once again, Bob, your number? 702-800-3190. Or Travis Barrick, 702-892-3500. Fred, as always, thank you very much. Thank you. RJ? I was going to say that gets you Chris Souser, too, is a new yeah, lawyer that does appeals. Just down the couple doors from us. So at that, we appreciate it. Fred, as always, the Fred Show is a good one. We have a lot of information <laughs> to put out. So, thank you. Uh, uh, thank you much. Have a great week. See you next week at the same time. Take care.